Hey there, everybody, and good morning. Welcome. We've just finished our breakfast, and we're out and about getting ready to go forth on the day, enjoying our journey. I guess my mission, and everybody's mission in life and in ministry, which is both, is in leadership is to enjoy during and while the process is occurring. It's about the process making God's progress as he allows grace and strength and his timing in the process, which is can be a giant process, overcoming, enduring, getting along, forgetting what lies behind, having a great time as well, taking little side adventures. And so we're out here representing the everyday folk, the common folk, whether they be educated, not educated, black, white, or brown, no matter what your age group, no matter what you're thinking, we're here just to say we represent people who walk it out day to day in relationships. And the relationships are not, they're not papal, they're not people, you know, they could be people pleasing, but they're important, but you can find a much more natural everyday common, you know, getting along in many places, most places. So I can deal with people, which I do enjoy, because I really am interested in people that have backstories. I'm interested in their culture. I like different kinds, but I think this move that I've got, cross the Unity God has given me, is more diverse than it looks, because it's harder to find diverse <laughs> where I've been living. But I also get to know the turf, and a lot of the turf is easier going than when you go to the systems the Christian performance or the groups that have now gotten, I guess what I noticed, the difference between being outside the famous face realm of Christ following in ministry is that it's refreshingly not a lot, not as many big shots. Now, of course, you're going to meet big shots anywhere, him or her, black, white, or brown, Christian or not, but I really prefer it easygoing in a relationship style. So you can call this looking for organic, more organic in the body of Christ. And our ministry is to the Christian, to the top Christian. And you can be the top Christian and be at the lowest level because you're birthing something. God has something on you to birth something new that is going to give addition additional com, you know completion to the many other kinds of ministries that are out there but i guess if i had to say what has been turned out to be the biggest nightmare in my whole life which has been a whole long life since 24 called to study the body of christ back in 1976 to now to know the doctrines to know the different kinds of leaderships, tongue talking and not black, white and brown, men and women, this is a human's ministry, is to say I've never met anything like the systems. What is formed into, I guess you'd say, quasi-churches, ministries, they say they're fellowships, but it's really about their top, top dog systems, well-meaning. I give honor because in hindsight let me say that no matter what I say for or against a system celebrity systems or lack of compassion fatigue systems Eli Temple High priesthood systems often all right 
as well as Demas, more Demas producing similar, reproducing many of the ilk, is that you can find really good quality people doing this and nice people. The issue is nobody knew. This is the compassion I have. I'm not compassion fatigued. All right. The heart is for the Lord and for them and for the Christians and those that never know the Lord and can't tell a real Christian from the creepy kind that is in the media being bashed right now and all the time. Because they've had a lot of weird stuff going on out in the community, but a lot of the community that says they're a Christian are posers, frankly. They've never really met or knew the sincere, deeper things of the Lord. No matter what I say, and that is, faithful are the wounds of the friend, Proverbs 27, 6, for any Christian. I just wrote, if you want to check out my many blogs, TavoLeader.com has a big word about defining our meaning of reproof, reproving. It even can be down in the bottom part of it from the online dictionary. In 2012, Merriam-Webster, it says you can tick off, tick off. Why? To stir them up in new thinking. But it's faithful are the wounds, my friend. On that article from about two, uh, April the 10th or 11th, somewhere around there, it has the word reproof, but it also talks about the sweet baby Jesus versus the hostile grown-up Christ. <laughs> and I won't tell you, but I'll let you know. All right. To honor the founding fathers and mothers, even the witch watchers, the tons of witch watchers out there, honoring the founding fathers of even celebrity ministry prior to the celebrities. We say, we're aware, nobody. I mean, I could never have figured out all this would happen from Billy Graham to Jesus people to now, and no, nobody could. Nobody knew that rich and famous, worldwide acclaim, packaging, marketing, big progress, doctrines, flaunting it, achievement, seer skill with such precision, there's no love, all this stuff. And if anything, I was, I am an insecure person. I'm a very, I have naturally fought insecurity, timid, but all this and the Holy and the Lord and the fire of God and the fear of God has taken that away. I may look like a coward because I can read. I can read fake. I can read it because I know it's reading me in the wrong way and it's my defense, but I'm not going to be in competition with some kind of strange evil eye spirit of competition and prowess in ministry in ministry I'm not gonna I'm a pastor I'm a pastor I'm gonna start being more pastoral <laughs> I had to get used to all the turf it was not in my radar and or my vocabulary when I started this mission nothing Nothing like showbiz and the people that follow the devout followers and fans and club members and choir members of the elite and famous has been the nightmare of this visitor. And that's what stirred me up for the sake of the Lord. 
with zeal for my father's, his houses, not mine. With zeal for the people who are not famous that show up and get disrespected for not looking the type or style, the energy, the color, the gender. It's about style and racism and performance and creeping out people because it's so tough. That is why. Hey, let the chips fall where they may because it's God's move. God is love. God is soft-spoken. He is the sweet baby Jesus. He comes to the children. He comes to the weak. He comes to those, he said, suffer. Some of you need to know this in upscale around the nation. Jesus says, suffer the little children to come unto me, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Little children, take your time. They may be viewed now by the classic, poor me, as time wasters, too talkative, got their little grimy fingers, going to get my holy cassocks all dirty, smear my, you know, smear my fine quality linen, whatever it is. That is the bias. Big shot is the bias. It really, it is, it is appalling. <laughs> it is appalling. Self-righteous and appalling. If I didn't care and really love, faithful are the wounds of a friend, I wouldn't write all these things and train doctrine. This is doctrine. This is the fruit of going into a Hebrews 10.25. You go because you really need to go to the Lord. That's what I'm doing. Try to put a plug in for the normal person. All right. You go in because you want to get with God. You've had a tough time. People have been mean on the streets. They've been ugly, rude, biased, callous, disrespectful, misogynist, racism, abuse in the home, private pain, suffering, all the things people really go through, you know. So they take off. They carve out time. They use their energy, their gas. And they think, I'm going to go because I need God to survive and I'm going to go because I want to please God. And I want to go anyway, usually. <laughs> to Hebrews 10.25, Paul says, Don't forsake fellowshipping with the saints as some have, because I know why. There's corporate anointing. Unless you get there and they false advertised. Unless they've done a bait and switch one more time, the misogynist crowd has done it one more time. The evil eye crowd, they only want their own pet preferred kind now. And that's the training because it comes down in the ranks. It does. It is shockingly worth studying the doctrine and the bathwaters of the doctrine. What are the doctrinal bathwaters? I'm a prophet, I'm a professor. Uh, I've got the word of the Lord as a child of Issachar, daughter, a son of Issachar. And the present day word of the Lord is really me, my field right now. What is he saying? What is he doing? What does he want? And I submit it to you as a Selah, not as hardcore dogma, because you got to hear for yourself, filter, filter it out. But what I've seen is a tragedy a huge, self-consumed achievement, big shot, tragedy in ministry. It has been so, <laughs> so dysfunctional. 
so frightening from the sake of the rapture of people not wanting to be able to go to church because they're too tough on you when you arrive there. It is more like the three teaching. I had to get three. Got to speak to me. This big shot stuff. I saw it starting in the late 90s. It got worse. And then I went to DFW, lawlessness, under the law, legalism, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas region. 15 years. And that's what stirred me up. Because I... I wasn't aware it was that big, that massive dysfunction. So on the journey, the slow tortoise, hey, godly content, the slow tortoise was downloaded much vision and much, you know, ideas about it, scriptures. And the Lord just said to have, oh, in the last days, the perilous times will come and it will even be in the big boy, big shot houses of ministry and some little shots who want to be big shots. See, this is it. We're not facing the realism of why America is being shaken down to the grassroots nothing. It's because of colonialism in the churches. Colonialism. We need to have more, own more, keep you under us, take your tithe to make us gentrified. At the, at the loss of real souls, real humans who they don't want anymore, unless they're good enough to be accepted. That is why I speak like this. The three topics I can have that I really, three sec, two sections of three come to my mind quickly about this. And the reason I talk like this and do what I've done and live like I've lived on purpose to for the sign to them as a Ezekiel sign, a prophet. Three kinds of fellowships, groups, ministries, and the world, but we're not talking to the world. Oh no, we're talking to you, the church. Right? Three kinds of Pauline, Pauline mentored scriptures. One about groups to associate with or to not. One Hebrews 10.25, fellowship with the saints. Don't forsake it, you need it. And we do. But, however, Paul saw way back when, way back when he saw in the Spirit, it's going to be that weird, icky, problematic and dysfunctional. Perilous times will come. And he wrote the descriptions of, I call them the friendly fire from such turnaway fellowships that are confusing people about, and they're misogyny, a lot of them. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 6. I've always said 1 through 5 is the easy one. I need to make a real teaching on that last one because I lived and discovered what it really meant to people, how it could be taken wrong out of context by false immaturity and evil ministers, the um, seeking out women. That's what I found out there, Dallas. The good old boys at the grassroots. Big boss. They, some of these were so icky that I would stumble. I call it the vulture. There are different cultures in a Christian culture, good, bad, and not. I had never been around it because they always raised around men that were womanizers. I was never raised around that. That disrespected me as a, only an it. They were not misogynists. I've had most people, most 
men, Christian men, white, black, and brown, have always respected me. And I respect them back because I'm sent. I believe they treat me as equal because I am. And they're equal with me. They're humans first. Then there's chain of command, all that. But I did know that in a second Timothy 3, 1 through 6, that there are people that are actually a minority. You can assess them by their fruit. And you can say, you mean to tell me they're looking? Some of these know the scriptures. It says that they know that they're a weak-willed woman filled with lust out there somewhere. And that men will take the advantage of them. But they're the men and they're looking for the women. From such, turn away. So when you look at the character fruit, it's character. <clears throat> and you can repeat this to please teach it to your ministry and train your folk, train yourself. All right. People to look for it, to give them the escape clause. If they're being abused, used, and don't tolerate it. By the poor me victims that do this. This Hebrews 1.25, please go fellowship, but try the best place. Not where you're targeted. You're going to be used. Two. There are two times to turn away from Paul mentors. Two out of three to turn away from with God's permission and Paul's command. Teach these to balance that out. Character issues. Huge issues. Remaining issues. All right. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, it says, In the last days, perilous times will come. Perilous for your mind, your will, your soul, your spirit, maybe your eternal personal salvation or your quality of life, that you will feel oppressed. You'll be targeted by false, witch-watching prayers, occult. You'll not be able to trust because they'll be biting your back. Turn away. Read those for yourself. 2 Timothy 1. Excuse me, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. The second would be 1 Timothy, also by Paul, mentoring and a command to watch out for and to turn away from, flee from, those who talk big and they say you are not blessed by God because you don't have money. We've turned away. So now we're out here, we're for the Lord to try to get people to drum up new thought, drum up new business for the Lord, for the Holy Spirit crowds, the Bible teacher crowds, and have people really pull away and dry up, pull their money out of the false teaching. I don't have to get online and make a TMZ magazine video to do that and show clips of these. I'm not. I would even talk to them. I confront people. People don't do that now. It's too hard. They don't do that. They've carved that one out of their Bible. Most, most, A lot of these ministers just like this. All this kind. Hate to say they're Pharisees. A neo-Phariseeism. A new move of new rules that take over their group. And the group is that big. So everybody under them is trained to do the same. All right. When we have, not on this topic, not under the anointing to do this, I'm a very happy, chipper person. I really am. I'm for people thinking their thought. I'm for people to be the real deal. I don't mind. I talk with. I hang with better than with this crowd. 
the fascist crowd, the people-pleasing crowd. I hang far better with non-denominational, uh, with denominationals, liberals, anybody who's on fire and passionate for their cause, gays, Hindus, Buddhists, tarot card readers, unbelievers, cynics, anybody is nicer than this crowd because they are true people to who they say they are. They, I like it. Jesus said, hey, Jesus said, be hot or cold or I will spew you out. I'd rather be with somebody hot and well thought out for their cause and respectful. They got to be respectful. That didn't mean I endorse them, agree with them, and they don't endorse me or agree with me, but we get along. That's society. So we got three lessons to train in discernment of people groups that you want to, as a Christian person, Christian minister, Christian quality of life, real person, fellowship, and tithe to, <laughs> and soak up their uh, bath waters. I have a school, you know, college coming up, ApostolicTeammateUniversity.com, ApostolicTeammateU.com. And it is to help people pull back, don't leave your movement, we're not trying to take your people. We're not trying to make you under me. I'm not doing that. We're collaborating as a teammate alongside. Giving vocabulary to stir up thought for the Christian community, the body, whom we respect. And I respect everyone, no matter how bad their doctrine. <laughs> I abstain from their doctrine. <laughs> We're giving you some fresh food for thought. That's all. Use it or not. But when I have been, you know, been sent all my life, a magnum opus here, a big work, I've gotten the Lord speak to me as he accompanies, you know, he led me 24-7, and he gives me words that are great teaching words, like the three types of fellowships, from such turn away two times, command to go one, but he also gave me words like the doctrinal bathwaters, this is it. Once you go, what I didn't, I would not have known had not Holy Spirit put this, downloaded it upon me. Once you go into a ministry, a Christian ministry, we're talking to the Christians, black, white, or brown, every person is going to be involved in a natural and an invisible and supernatural place. All right. Now that could be anywhere, but I'm talking Christian church where you're more open to trust, to sink your faith into, to open your spirit. And emotions, all right. You go in and you set foot on the property. Let's say you walk into a big, big ministry or a little ministry, and you set your foot on the property and you naturally look around at the people. You see their demeanor. Are they smiling, laughing? Are they sober and mean? Are they black, white, or brown, diverse? Are they racist? You know, we don't go there if they're racist. And then you see the preacher, the offices, you know, in charge. You look at how they run it. Is it smooth? Do you sense anything? Usually not. Then you hear the worship, the greetings, the, the teaching. You think, oh, it lines up with the Bible. You know, they seem to believe the Bible. I feel a peace on that. That is one healthy first step. That's the part that's a natural person's demeanor, you know, to walk in. The next part, and I would say, couch what I say, how I say it, how I live it, what I mean by 
by this and how you would also view people and they would want to view you back in James 3.17, fruit. Do they, do you, does the group, do I, do the targeting peoples in the ministry live and abide in the fruit that represents James 3.17, the wisdom from on high? Get your checklist out. Are they pure to the best of your knowledge? Peaceable to the best of your knowledge, ongoing? Pure, peaceable, easily entreated, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality, without hypocrisy. The words without partiality is a giant need to address. That is respecter of persons. It could be, it is accusing people for not being their style, their race, their look, their demeanor, their age, their preferred type, and or their money, social position. So that's a giant one. A biggest one I have ever seen in the last 20 years. All right. Coming with fame and fortune in the church. Many church. Not just... Anyway, these are not all white. All right. Then hypocrisy, being two-faced, tail-bearing, untrustworthy, that's part of the 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 qualification. But pure, peaceable, easily entreated. Easily entreated is a huge one, mostly. How you disagree, how you want your rules kept, how you respect people. Do you respect them or do you objectify them and say, yeah, they're not like us, Pull away, be the club, the clan, the clique, the cult that we really are. <laughs> okay, that type of thing. You gotta have a little thinking for going to a lot of churches now in ministry. You gotta have your wits about you. you gotta be because of control. It is about control. I've written lately and I've said on it, you know, the eighties, before all this happened, a lot of the moves that are now like this, not all of them are like this. They got controlling. Used to teach some of them, not not the witch watchers. Alright. It used to be before fame, showbiz, and money making became the top three environmental needs to keep your turf together. Their turf. Turf protecting is it. <laughs> it used to be they teach and a lot of I am four. Let me say don't go looking for sharks. Don't be saying I'm gonna attack somebody because they teach the authority of the believer. I live, I'm thankful. Kenneth Hagen Sr., most of the faith people. Now, Andrew Womack, he's not like what I'm talking about. We're not talking. But the teaching, the authority of the believer is now been morphed by the people out in the seats and raised up people from them that teach that wrong. It is now an excuse for the authoritarian control over the people. Big Boss, Doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Nico means to, my opinion, Nico means to, it means to Nike to control and Laos means the people. Revelation 2, 1 through 8, the lost verse love lampstand. These are basically Demas and Eli. I'm not saying it has any to do with any top person in the, let's say, the founding faith moves at all. No. A lot of things nobody knew would happen. We're not, we're only, we're grateful for the smiling, cheery representation of the former move that is quality. It is what happened after the people and you and I got it 
and what we thought they said and what we took it to do and added to it, subtracted from it, didn't have the same character, lifestyle, and we went out and made our name and fortune off of it. Lied about it, and it were. So I can trace from Holy Spirit, because it turned out as I was raised Baptist with a good, you know, Billy Graham Baptist type. It gave me a healthy <laughs> a bottom line doctrine. So then God sent me to the Holy Spirit. And I'm not spooked out at all. But then he led me by the Spirit like an Enoch, you know, 24-7 every year by grace. Like Ezekiel's wheel, the Holy Spirit gyroscope. One day in, had my own ministry, had a family, all that stuff. All this before I went into big, discovered Big Boss in the community of Christians and then you couldn't relate because you, now you're not famous. <laughs> you're just a little white woman. You're just a little white woman, a former move that's, you know, not used to. They only want, listen, we found it. We discovered it for the sake of wanting people, more people to feel safer attending a fellowship. I go now where they're, I'm older, but I, probably the oldest. Doesn't matter. I feel so young. A lot of it because I did have word of faith teaching in my, you know, before it got weirded out. I don't, and my family was like this. We were just don't age, but I feel intergenerational. I feel like a, not a Caleb. I feel like a Joshua right now, but I only got good teaching, faith, Believe in the promises, standing on the promises, praying in the spirit, a lot of things being led, and knowing good doctrine and good healthy people, that I'm not talking about them. I'm talking to you to train your people so that you don't get off, really. Hebrews 10.25 has, in America, has shot in a lot of places. The biggest ones, I think, are the controlling ones. And see... False authority is evil. False authority is control, is witchcraft. Any rebellion against the scripture is the sin of witchcraft, 1 Samuel 15.23. So people who are into undermining people, saying they're not submitted, they're church hoppers, they're evil, and ruining their name and blaspheming God at the same time in their community or amongst their own kinds of denomination or non-anti-denomination. <laughs> oh, it has many fields of levels of teaching here. But we've gotten to know the saints, <clears throat> and some are pretty rough. <laughs> but other than that, it said the last days would come. Why should be horrified? I'm not. But I have a move. We have a move out of this called Cross-Body Unity. And it's for the body of Christ to make it sort of even keel. You can still stay yourself. You don't have to leave anybody. You can have some fresh ideas, opinions that you and God can figure out what they are and look for the organic in the first church. Organic without human synthetic additives. That's all I want. I don't want to be your boss. I don't want to be your mom. I don't want to be your overseer. You've got to balance. No, 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 no. We want to say, I'm here, even keel, like a Paul, as a resource. I picture Paul, because I'm a Galatians 1, 1 and 5, at the calling of the Lord, not sent out by any one person or any one group, because they would want to control and rule me and own me and steal my soul. A lot of these. <laughs> so we're here giving an alternative, an opinion. Hey, we're not... 
you get the freedom, like a Paul, to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, to not follow me if I'm not following Christ, if I'm not acting in James 3.17 to the best of my ability with God's help, then, you know, if I'm um, trying to get all your money, you know, t in it for the cash, a Demas, if I'm not perfect, now you will have to forgive me for that, because that's with the turf if I am. It's going to be, I think God, frankly, I think God chose the worst representation of perfection, of human perfection, so that nobody could put their faith on me, which is right. Paul didn't want people to put their faith on Paul. That's where this started. All this started with putting your face on the king or the queen, the big boss, and then taking off so you don't have to think for yourself. That goes as far back as the people of God coveting a king like everybody else when they had the priest. And the priest was there because God wanted it, but the people wanted more. They coveted. They had FOMO. They wanted to be fear of missing out like the fellow false religion tribes in the world. And they said, we want a king. We want a king. And God gave them their king. And guess who they got? The oppressed King Saul. There'd be no kings in ministry today <laughs> or kings in the Christian folk <laughs> had it not been, or the Hebrews, had it not been for the people crying out, poor me. Oh, yeah, we want a king. We want to be like everybody else. We want to look as shiny, bright, prosperous. We want, So people put their faith in us. Us. Uh-uh. So God wanted this low, off-scouring, this is an off-scouring apostle. An off-scouring apostle, Galatians 1, 1, and 2, like Paul. Paul was an off-scouring. When we say the word apostle, everybody just jacks that letter, hijacks it, like old moves have taught foreign moves all over, with a capital A. Yeah, apostle, you know, there are only 12 apostles. No, no, no. Let them have it. You can think that. Go ahead. We're teaching our version. Every movement has their meaning behind the words they use, their vocabulary. So the word apostle here is lowercase letter a, like Paul used about himself when he wrote about the word apostle, prophet, bishop, teacher, anybody, deacon. It was always lower k, which means servant leader. And then Paul was an off-scouring. He wasn't famous back then. He was an outcast of the first 12 apostles mentored by Christ and handpicked by Jesus. I guess it was just like now. They were too good. For I, I don't know. I don't think they were like that. But I've been around this. That's why I know. <laughs> we read people. Good. <laughs> they read us and we read them back because we know you're reading us. But that's okay. It's pretty nasty out there some days. It really is. That's why, like, outside of that. So Apostle Paul was an off-scouring of the world. He wrote about himself as the dung of the church. And here we are, happy and happy as a clam in that. We don't care. God is saying, we have joy. We have great fun in the Lord. You know, we do. But we feel we need to go forward and make this more of a higher level 
as in get it out to help more people understand and have a comfortable place if they need it. So I'm trying to get a grip on how God says to do that plan. I'm a pastor and I can be an apostolic pastor. All right, an apostolic pastor is a sent one. It's a person, a sent one with a message. And my message is freedom in Christ without license. Freedom to be yourself. Freedom not to be the big boss. You got to hear God be the unique person. And freedom to not be one political kind freedom not to be racist you got to hear God it's the character it's the fruit in this move you've got to hear God you can have big authority you can have big presence you can be like you look like your showbiz that's not it it's your spirit and the fruit that comes out of you and who you really represent by yourself alone when nobody's there on and off the stage is equal Oh, yeah, a lot of things. So when we are purposely, truthfully stirring up the mixture, it's, it's like a silt at the bottom of an of a ocean, silt at the bottom of a stream. The stream could be moving and flowing in a babbling brook. Instead, it's got silt in it, holding it back and causing it pollution. The dross, the mixture, the Ishmael false teaching. The stylism, okay? You got to have people that are just the same off and off the stage, even if the pastor, the prophet, the poor me victim teacher is not there. <laughs> okay. Now, I am this old, so I get to say it. And I'm very careful. I was not talking like this till Dallas. I'm going to tell you why. Because I was brought up to really watch my respect people, all people, which I do, really read people's boundaries and stay within my own boundaries and their boundaries, respect the leader. I still believe that. However, when life in America has gotten this crucial, and as a prophet sent to the name in the name of Jesus to the United States for years, knowing it was not right in Christian ministry due to all this colonialism, showbiz the critical spirit that started in the 90s when the elite started to become elite in Christian ministry when I started getting witch watched by a cult in Virginia for being even though I had a board they wouldn't they they read me as out of order and unsubmitted they read me and I knew it I just watched them I watched are they going to come over and ask and respect Oh, yeah, they think that I'm sleeping around. Oh, okay. But I found that, reason I mentioned it, it's huge with this group, the Witch Watcher, LP. LP, you are the bombastic nightmare of the move of God. No fear of the Lord. You are. It's about turf and looking good. Looking great. So when Paul... When Paul had some nemesises to his call, his apostolic ministry, he listed their name. He said, Alexander, the coppersmith, you are, you have been the nightmare of this ministry. Alexander, the coppersmith, 
is named by Paul. I'm not naming your names, but I'm naming LP, the different doctrines that are under that for control and spying out people that are turf protectors. So we come to hard time, hardened times in the church. It's post-Christian now. We've got to have a lot of fresh input and stir up the thought. Get rid of this mixture. Get rid of the class system. The big I, the little you, scowling in the leaders and elders in, in these lampstands. Or God's going to remove them. He can do it just like that. We don't want that. Vocabulary. The doctrinal bathwaters. When you walk in, you see the sights, you hear the message, you see the people, you interact or not, you notice their demeanor. But invisibly, you don't know really what's going on behind the scenes in the supernatural. Are these people who say they're office prophets dominating and having people hidden to pray against you or anybody? Are they minimizing, objectifying, calling people Jezebels because they have this issue about Jezebels? They've got misogyny or old-timey country fear of women, fear of women bring a snare, or just fear of leader women, or they're, you're not controllable. They've never met. <laughs> Here's another. I'm an FWA. That's vocabulary. Female with authority. I'm very careful with this authority. I don't have to be over you. I don't have to be known. I don't have to be at the top. I have to have it to represent what God wants to stand all this bias from fellow dysfunction and Christians. I really do. Hey, we're not big boss. We've had to get this strong because, vocabulary and teaching, Church of Thyatira says to the head lampstand of the church, of Thyatira, and I'm the head lampstand leader, apostle, over book of, over um, Crossbody Unity, IFFM, Apostolic Teammate University, DFW Leader, Online Ministry Fellowship, and Tavo Creative Leadership. It says to Tavo, Pastor Tavo, why do you tolerate all those big shot Jezebels? In doctrine. Hey, it's not the people, it's the spirit. Divining, probing, using psychic occult in their doctrinal bathwaters, that's not organic to the Bible. Witchcraft. I've had to deal learn about it. I didn't know. I didn't want to know about this Caucasian witchcraft. It's fun Caucasian witchcraft. Using teams, plants in their minute groups. A whole network around the United States having witch lists, accusing people they've never talked to. Hey, I'm a prophet. I was speaking in Tampa. I have been sent around the nation to Florida, oh my gosh, to know other people who have been through this occult. I know the difference between psychic, occult, foreign religion, divining, and this which is my field, the spirit of prophecy. So because it's my field, God's called field, apostolic prophetic ministry, without bias, I have to confront this because it is that thick. Sick, thick, dysfunctional. It's on the empowered, 
psychic staff that are sent to guard the bastions of these cults. And if you're having trouble with it in your ministry, you don't know what's getting you. That's the invisible bathwater side. You don't know what they're going. I could go, I've done, you know, I've done hours and hours of, I'm teaching for a future church that can move in the spirit and prophecy without all this pollution and highfalutin catastrophe, demonic. So the doctrinal bathwaters is after you go there a while, you will actually start to pick it up. It'll be in you more on your children, your relationship, your family. It'll start to oppress you, depress you. Make you feel, you know, you get you off. You're not your usual joyful self. That's what I'm talking about. That's this ministry is trying to deliver you and it. It can be delivered. They're people. I call these now training words. There's crazy-matic like that. There's charismatic. It can be the remnant that being very good quality. And then there's quasi-matic. You don't know who showbiz, Demas. You don't know who they are after they told you who they are. They represent. You don't know later, and you find out. That's one reason I got out of it. I'm not a charismatic since 2012. All right. So we got some vocabulary teaching that needs to be taught. All I want is <laughs> prayer protection. <laughs> All right. Right before I'd been in DFW, sent down there, deported like a Daniel in the court of Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. God even gave me these to say. Psalm 137. I'd lost my mate. I'd lost everything that I loved, you know, wanted to have, family. And I was there for the first time by myself in a big shot, big boy, cultish bastion. <laughs> Thank God I knew God and had a great daddy. So I could hang on to the good folk and many people on the East Coast were not like that. But I had not an idea of what I was setting my foot in the doctrinal bathwaters that existed of many kinds. Anyway, it was good. I enjoyed Texas. I like Texas. I like their gyms. I like their, their barista fellowships. I like the big thinking. I think like that. I'm pretty happy. It was I couldn't find fellowship that wasn't biased that was not colonial biased couldn't find it that we're in the spirit field all right so as i was there it was right before covid and i was out i call it the brist of fellowship which is my i still my safest place the, the starbucks area you know panera starbucks so is starbucks and i have great fond only fond memories of non-diverse they were very diverse respectful good coffee you know I had a good time so I'd meet people and I still love that realm because that's me I'm down my dad was a pastor but he was like the approachable pastor he was like a servant leader you know out with the people and and you know just smart educated white but he wasn't a bias he wasn't LP he wasn't my mom and he were like teammates you know I wasn't raised around this stuff he was not a cult <laughs> let me say that so as I was ready to leave, to get out of there, the lack of love and dysfunction 
That's what I really think. Lack of love and dysfunction. I thought, why? I couldn't. I was sent. I still am sent there. Listen, I am an apostle who was sent to Dallas-Fort Worth ministry. I had a prophecy <laughs> from one of the elders in the famous dead prophet's church who died that had led the revival. When he wasn't there, I went to visit in Irving. And the elders Back in the day, the elders came over like the first church and they found me in the audience as during the worship and they prophesied and they said, Tavo, God has sent you here for the leaders and the pastors of this area. I went, yes. Turned out the head guy who's now gone to be with the Lord <laughs> was a big, you know, big LP and <sighs> witch watcher that didn't, it was not, you know, mixture. But anyway, you learn and you grow up and you try not not to get hardened that's what happens i knew that so i tried to forgive you know but you learn the turf the emotional bath waters are stinking that's why the people are out there in the millions upon millions upon millions upon millions and the churchgoers are in the hundreds and hundreds of thousands even millions but it's outnumbered that nobody really goes unless they want to be in the circuit you know looks like that's enough of that. So as I was there feeling, you know, tired and thinking, why, why am I happier at the gym where they're so respectful and everybody's equal? Why am I so happy at the S, you know, the barista fellowship, which I call it. And why is it in our nation so big, which I didn't know till then, Hollywood. Then I happened to be friends with a pastor, African-American pastor, black pastor and his wife at the Barista Fellowship in McKinney. McKinney was a good place. I like McKinney. So as I was there, we made friends and one day they called me and they said, the wife has had a dream and wants to share you the dream. Well, all this, every, let me put a perspective. I'd gone down there soft-spoken, really soft-spoken naturally have always been that way and I went down there and I had always been no matter what they thought or didn't think most people really like me they really like me I had never been in a foreign nation or whatever that was an expat like down in there and I thought what's going on I've never never seen it was like I said Babylon of, of merchandising so I pulled back and I've studied the Bible, knew my, and knew it was a lot under the law. A lot of the big shot ministries is back under the law. Totalitarianism, turf protecting is not in the Bible in the first church. So there's mixture, shepherding, and all these things, which I now know back and forward and occult. So they call me up and I'd seen the nation go down. When I got down there, I thought, man, all these Christians that are not going to church now that I'm meeting at these Barista fellowships, all the people that are against Christians from other states, like the left state, the right, you know, left side of the country. And this is way before no LGBT. These were there, but it was like, I've never met so many people concerned, you know, really not, not knowing who a Christian is. And I understood it because I saw the turf that I was landed upon, the great turf future great turf should it exist in ministry 
So I was puzzling, and then I thought, i got to make sure people don't think I'm a religious right. Because to me, the, out, the people who are not in these churches don't want religious right. They, they equate that with Phariseeism, people, Bible thumping. And I was trying to make, I'm not a Bible thumper. I didn't come from Bible thumping. I'm not going to start it now. But that's so big with using media and politics. So I thought, let's get... Why are we wrapping Jesus? I used to think in 2000, before the first Trump election. I was trying to get vocabulary. So I said things like, to try to get the Christian to wake up from not confusing people that Jesus is not white. He's not mom flag and the American apple pie like they thought. Like the people think they think Christians are. That's really it. It's the Christian that needs to improve. Just like Hollywood affected charismatic showbiz ministry, which affects grassroots and many people. So does a religious right, which is evangelical and all white, affect people who have gotten the message and they think, now that I'm a white person and I believe in mom, the apple pie, I can be back. I, I am a, I'm like, you know, getting this fascism stuff going or this too much critical spirit that says you're a Christian that's your born again <laughs> beating yeah, that is bugs that is detriment that is, that is bad it has no fear of the Lord and no it's very divisive so I say cleanse those two Hollywood effect uh, a religious right effect and let's start again go for it lovingly with respect we honor the people of that day because the founders didn't, they were human just like me, just like you. They didn't know all this stuff would come with the next generation. See, this is it. TV ministry doesn't know, it needs to know, that it's bred a group that has no clue except their kind, their style of teaching. Because a lot of them never grew up with a Christian or even any training and were backwoods. Not all. But I meet the fruit of these for 40 years, and I can tell you that's it. Now with the internet and all this knowledge we got, nobody has to stay there. They can be all sophisticated like everybody. All right. But you need more teaching on really sound doctrine and to tell against somebody who's accusing you, condemning you, and who can reprove you and correct you because you're really at fault. And that's what I'm doing. And that's where ministry doesn't want to go. They really don't. So when I was there, I was getting concerned as the Lord stirred up my heart for the nation. It was in decline. People were not going to church. I knew that for a while the millennials down there, 2014, 2005 through 2014, 15, the millennials, the, uh, the church was in decline in America. I thought, I know I know. <laughs> I can see why. I don't want to go either. So I went online. 2012. Onlinefellowship.us started 2015 as a safer place. I pictured Virginia, to be honest. I had not known how my name, just for showing up, and an appearance of my earth suit, when I was married and my husband wasn't with me, they always do it when you're alone, would start such rumors evil eye witch watching doctrine good LP doctrine I didn't I'd never been around it while I had a board 
people who were not LP that knew me and loved me. Five people. They didn't know. They part. But see, as a prophet seer called to these, all of them, I would know it and I could feel that attack. The warfare is demonic. Otherwise, I would not mention it. It is demonic to many. I would meet 30 people. God had me meet 30. They'd done it to. My mother's friend, they did it to. Okay. I'm not mad at them. I really am not. I'm not offended. That group, that prophet group, oh, she's offended. That, that means they accuse me for having an opinion so they don't have to listen. They can avoid being, you know, confronted or they're in denial. But that's their choice. I'm not confront I am not offended I'm enlightened and also on behalf of the United States as a leader I'm fed up with that false teaching false witness lying lying okay demonic all right so when I was in Dallas I'd had the all the starts of accusation in politics start and I thought listen there for the grace of God go I We've got to tell these Christians at the top, because they affect everybody at the bottom who's listening on media, how to behave better and not do that and be less racist and less prone to, you know, we own the world, we know more type stuff, because they need to be humility. This is not the old white nation. The old white red state nation, we got to be very careful how you say things. You trigger people who've been hurt by you and your style and yourself, maybe me. Nobody knows we hurt people, and some people are blind. I'm trying not to be blind. So then I noticed that when we started into the election with the person who got to be a well-known elected first in 2016, my concern was, and I say this to the top, I would tell you who advise these people that have big mouths and that go out word cursing people, either they men or women. My thought was when the first time, the first time he got elected and he lost the second one. My big concern, because I used to watch the, the celebrity show Apprentice and I turned it off because they got their verbiage was like abuse. I'd been through abuse. And I thought when that person started to lambast and criticize in dysfunctional speech, that he, I was like, be careful. You are sowing accusation. You are sowing accusation over and over, and you are going to reap it. And he did, and the nation has and still is. It is the accusation. I thought, why? With all those celebrity preachers around this man, doesn't any of them know the power of words? A lot of them were faith people. Now, there are different kinds of faith people. Listen, there are all kinds of faith people. I'm not talking to the original founders. I'm talking the more celebrity types. I thought, how come these people are not cautioning this person? Sow and you reap means words too. Be careful what you say. It's not respectful, you know. A lot of people, I think it hurt him. In the second election, they were embarrassed. A lot of people were humiliated by the decision.
It's functional speech. So you can be powerful, but you got to be balanced. Sowing and reaping also means accusation. So this is not accusation. I teach all people, including big boys and big girls and myself. Evaluate? Yes. Assess? Yes. You need to. But don't accuse. You're going to reap it. All right. Well, when I was in Dallas, I'm going to finish. And I was ready to be sprung from captivity in the land of Babylon ministry. Love the gems, like where I went, like the people. All I could say was, I'm a prophet. All I'm a, all right, so I, was, I had made friends with the black pastor and his wife. And they were pioneering a church back then, before COVID, in the colony. And so they said, in the colony, it was, and what they did, they said they had a dream, and the wife had a dream she wanted to tell me. Well, with all this presidential politics arguing, fighting, dysfunctional verbiage, all the loss of the church, all the people, you know, the polls said that America is in decline. I said, I know why. <laughs> I know why now. <laughs> then I felt like in my heart, before the pastors called, I thought in my heart, I feel like I need to be wilder, bolder, because they're so dull and locked into their brains. You know, they're all in the same ilk. I thought, I've got to be bolder because the Bible says if you're going to confront a Jezebel spirit of control, then, or something, you've got in like a prophetic act. Jesus tossed over the temple money changers. He was fed up. He wasn't offended like they would say about Jesus. They'd accuse Jesus now, these people, of being offended. Oh, don't pay Jesus any mind. He's offended. That's why he tossed over those temple money changers. He's jealous of us in the big boss system. One little old lady would come in and say, Jesus, in Matthew 21, 12, and 13, Jesus, let not your good be evil spoken of. You're going to hurt your mother Mary's reputation. And he did. I wrote about it. Jesus and the Pharisees on the top of onlinefellowship.us. I think I wrote it's still up there. Anyway, a whole about 10, 10 points. Oh, Jesus, you know, don't pay. You know, he's just a maverick. He just is jealous of us. He's offended. That's how they do it. So I thought, no, Jesus was enlightened. He was sticking up because he wasn't a big boss. He wanted the common people feeling loved and protected and safe. A place they could fellowship. All kinds, all demeanors. Read back in Isaiah 56, the organic temple fruit respecting everybody loving everybody simple or not eunuch or not that was another time it's not like that in our nation so with all that being said I had felt like I was supposed to be bolder because I you know I've had to fight to be like this really have <laughs> but when your nation's going has declined and the Lord's people are not going to be able to go to church now it's that wearying and wearing and scary to go to churches that say they're big you know a lot of this high finery stuff you got to do it you know you got to do it it's for them so 
the I had had it, you know, I've kept feeling my spirit. You got to be loud or you got to be bold or you got to be a dramatic, like a prophetic act. That's the issue. Jesus did a prophetic act when he tossed over the temple money changers. He shocked them. He awed them, but he didn't hurt them. He didn't demean them. He might have scared them, but he really ruined their finery, their order. But he didn't use violence, hate speech, lecturing. Okay, he showed up, did what God said under the anointing. That's why I'm doing it. All right, you got to train people now because you don't know who's going to take and do weirdness with your message. So I'm being very careful. You do not hurt people. You respect them. You do not demean them. You do not curse them. You do not do enslave them. You do not demean them or wound them and hurt them. You shock them. With a, and if the Lord says, that's how you do it. All right. Because they're that steeped in their Kool-Aid, their traditional Kool-Aid. The silt has gone to the bottom, is rock hard. So I was sitting there after I'd been getting in my spirit for a long, in a few months or a few weeks, tell me you've got to be bolder back in before the COVID. And so when they called and they said, we want to, you know, chat with you, meet us at the Barista Fellowship, Starbucks, and we will let you know, you know, talk about the dream. So they met, we, they came up and they were the pastors that were trying to found a church in the colony at that time. I don't know where they are now. And so as they told me the dream, this was the dream. And the dream was, Tavo, the Lord wants you to be bolder and louder. He wants you to be stronger and more powerful in what you're how you're saying it. And I am. I thought, all right, I will. So then the pastor, that was the pastor's wife, the pastor said, Tavo, this has been the hardest place. This North Dallas area is really tough to plant a work in. It's been really tough. I said, why? He says, well, the people have need of nothing. The people are in need of nothing. And I thought, oh, that's it. That's where I've been sent. Also, it was North Dallas. The whole Carrollton, Plano, Murphy, McKinney, Denton. Now, Denton was better. Denton was different. It had, it had some lawlessness, but it was more, you know, school town kiddo at heart so I you know it was a different principality I could feel a different principality in the area I'm a, one that knows prince you know the principalities know me and I have to deal with <laughs> so I mean God forbid in the name of Jesus but anyway God is good the idea is that we don't want Jesus Christ does not want rudeness to first time multi-time attenders at his fellowships and ministry he doesn't want big boss. It is my theory, and I want to plant this thought, this seed. Maybe it could be that the second and command under the big boss, who may not be like that, who may be a very genuine person, but you know, when you're at the top surrounded by thousands and multi thousands, you don't have time or energy and you can't spare, you know, you have to be reserved. Maybe the top person doesn't know it, but it's the next ones or maybe after that. And the people say they're under him or her. 
that are the mean as snakes, fire to see the devil on the stranger as I've ever met, not loving, not smiling, but snakes themselves, maybe they think, this is my presumption, my, my wondering, because you're under, you're in a fellowship and you know they're very famous and now you're hiring